Welcome to the first episode of Oscilloscope Now. This episode is divided into two parts with two guests. You'll first hear me talk with Nick Camacho, who is the Director of Marketing for Oscilloscope Labs. And we talk about the company Oscilloscope and also what they are doing to com combat the lockdowns and all the business closings related to the coronavirus or COVID-19 situation. Uh, we, in, in particular, we talk about how they're finding ways to get films to people that need the content. Uh, a lot of people are at home uh, looking for something to watch, while also supporting theaters that are struggling to stay alive because they're closed and uh, their workers are also at home. So this was not announced when we recorded, but uh, Oscilloscope has since entered into an agreement with SXSW and also MailChimp, which is interesting, to offer the uh, SXSW shorts for free online. So that's uh, very interesting and uh, a great way to salvage some of that festival that was unfortunately closed like many others uh, earlier this year. The second segment is with uh, a good friend Michael Hutchins, who you've heard on Criterion Now and Criterion Channel Surfing. Uh, he is an avid oscilloscope collector, and together we go through recommendations of our own and also from the community about what to select from this new Circle of Quarantine uh, program that you'll hear Nick and I talk about. And here is my conversation with Nick. All right, guys, uh, this is Oscilloscope Now, Episode 1. And we have uh, Nick Camacho from uh, Oscilloscope. Nick, how's it going? Hey, Aaron. It's going. It's going interestingly. I guess I can say right now. <laughs> yeah, um, there's yeah, a yes. whole new, whole new world to adjust to. Whole new world. Yeah, weird world. But also the same world because I'm just home in my house. <laughs> exactly. I I did like the. Um, I think it was Sarah Michelle Geller had a tweet. Uh, uh, how she envisioned the uh, uh, the end of the world, and it was her with a knife or something. But really, it's just her in her pajamas. So yeah. So on on that note, it's good to talk to you. Um, we only have a little bit of time together. So and I want to want to hear a lot about oscilloscope. Um, our listeners are big fans. I know there's a ton of uh, Circle of Trust subscribers uh, that um, awesome. are really excited about what you guys do. Yeah, and Nick. Um, so you're the director of marketing. So what does that mean? Um, well, it means I help a I, but myself and myself and and Dan, uh, the president, uh, are really the guys who are handling the poster, the trailer, all the sort of visual marketing materials. Um, I'm in charge of all of our mm -hmm. social media, uh, as well as our newsletters, all our copywriting. So, if you see a tweet or an Instagram, nice. That's, okay, that's me. Um, yeah. What I love about your social media is that it's basically you guys have a personality. So, uh, we, we can cuss and stuff on this show, but I love knowing that you do that because that means I know you. <laughs> and so you're not afraid to. Yeah, we, um, we're pretty blunt about our opinions and, uh, not afraid to, you know, give you the straight talk, so to speak. Love that. Love that. And, and I don't think a lot of asshole Trump fans are going to be watching Solar's Point, so I think you're safe. <laughs> but I, I, I love that it's an identity. I mean, they're out there. Yeah, they are, I'm sure. And I'm sorry that they got, you know, so duped by their beliefs. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I respect <laughs> that. So we, we try to avoid politics, but, you know, when in a national disaster, like, we let it fly. But anyway, that, and that is part of, I, I love how outspoken you guys are and how you just don't care. And you're funny on Twitter and, and social media too. So um, so it really oh, is a, a, a brand and identity that's, when we think of uh, Oscilloscope, we think of chill as fuck. Uh, so <laughs> speaking of which, on the website, they d describe you as, I think, chill as fuck. Is that fair? It's it's mostly fair, yeah. It's mostly fair. I can get real unchill if the situation <laughs> arises. Um but I try to keep it chill 90% of the time. I don't think we're going to get that situation in the next 25 minutes, uh, hopefully. But uh, but it's great to have you. I, I can tell you're a big film guy. I was scoping out your LinkedIn. I, I saw you worked at a bike shop, which is awesome. Um, so I'm on a board of a bike and a movie theater, a bike club and a new movie theater. So um, Really? So I love, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I think for some reason, like, 
film and bicycles just go together. They kind of do, yeah. In fact, we were, uh, this is not oscilloscope, but we were trying to work out something with uh, the the movie that played Cannes last year, The Climb. It's a a bicycling movie uh, at our indie, indie theater, but then this... This thing happened, interrupted our plans. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did want to talk about a few things, and we only have a short time, so it's going to be a short episode. But uh, there's Circle of Trust, Circle of Quarantine is something you guys are doing, which I think is really smart, really cool, and imaginative to you know find a way to, I guess, uh, get your product out there in this market and also to um, give people what they want in this market. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that, but... And I guess since we're short on time, if you can be, if you can just kind of give me like an overview, like the elevator pitch, how does, what is oscilloscope's goal, your mission, what, what's your identity? Um, overall or related specifically to the, the circle of quarantine, that kind of thing, or, or just overall? I guess, I guess overall, I, I know you guys do streaming, you do home media, you do theatrical, you do a lot of stuff. So just how would you just summarize oscilloscope? Um, yeah, oscilloscope has been around for about twelve years. We are uh, a an independent film distributor. That's our main identity. Um, we'll produce uh, you know one or two movies here or there, um, but mostly we are just in the distribution business. We're trying to find the the best, the coolest, the the, the films that we feel most identify with like a certain uh, a certain identity uh, or a certain kind of feel. It's hard to say exactly what an oscilloscope film is, um, but when you see them and when you see our catalog, you know you get a sense of of our taste. Um, yeah, and we're very theatrically focused. Also, a major home video component. Physical DVDs and Blu-rays are still like we still do those for every release. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to put cool stuff out in the world that we like to watch. And I, I like how you put it that, uh, you kind of can, uh, you can understand or you can see what a oscilloscope type of film is you. And so being a, uh, a, I guess, a, a oscilloscope file, I, I guess, for lack of a better term. So I know you like Kelly Reichardt a lot and, um, interesting documentaries, film or music documentaries a lot. Uh, you like um, a lot of female filmmaker. Um, I, I don't know if you intentionally cast a spotlight on, on female filmmakers, or if that that just kind of ends up in your wheelhouse. But um, but yeah, certainly I think you definitely have a um, a sphere of, uh, of of different genres, but kind of speaking the same language. If that makes makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have found you know connective threads through our films that are. You know, they're foreign films, they're documentaries, they're American independence of, you know, all kinds of genres, comedies, dramas, um, a horror film here and there, you know, everything that under the sun. And at the end of the day, there's a certain uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will, about, <laughs> <There> <laughs> about all of them that makes <laughs> them, you know, could only be in a telescope. So you mentioned that, uh, so you, of course you, you do Blu-rays, DVDs, and, um, I think you're probably at about a hundred or so. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I didn't look at the latest, uh, spy number, but, uh, but I think it's interesting that you have spy numbers. And so, and the physical media is probably just a small part of your distribution. I, I don't, I don't know actually how, how you'd quantify that, but, um, but. longer than it used to be, that's for sure. But <laughs> Okay, so is it, well, yeah, you mean like three weeks ago? Yeah, well, well, I mean, just in general, you know, the DVD sales, Blu-ray sales are not quite what they used to be, but, I mean, right. we do still sell quite a few of them, and, I mean, it's enough to keep going, and we think it's really important, and for people who, who also think that it's important, you know, they are loyal to that mm-hmm. and appreciative. Well, and you you never, I mean, right now, uh, physical media has actually proven its metal um, because the internet connections are, are down because everybody's streaming and, uh, you know, just pop in the player and, and it works. Um, and then you have the circle of trust. And I, I know that a lot of the, our, our uh, listeners and our, our fans are uh, big, uh, big uh, respect for Yasmina for all she does. Uh, she's kind of the go-to for that. She's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. 
which is great. It's a, I mean, I think that once we're in tune with your brand and what, once we're in tune with, with that taste and as it, as it's described, the circle of trust, we trust that we're going to like, you know, or at least admire in some capacity, every release uh, that you put out. So I think we get a little bit of a discount. Actually, I think it's probably a significant discount um, just to, um, just to get everything uh, maybe like a week or two before it ships. So was that uh, was that your idea? I don't think any other label really does that. No, no. The, well, the Circle of Trust goes back to hmm, I had quite a few years before I was I've been at the company. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, and I remember when I actually uh, interned at Oscilloscope before I worked, you know, with a few other distributors after that, and then I came back. But when I was an intern, I remember, you know, every uh, other month or so we would have, you know, a new, a new release and we would, the whole office would get together to pack up all of these Hmm. Blu-rays and DVDs for the circle of trust mailing that would go like right from our office. We would pack up, you know, hundreds of these um, and label them and put stickers on them and all that stuff. And, you know, you really got this sense that, you know, it's a, it's a small, um, it's a small shop, you know, it's a handmade sort of thing. And, you know, when we send these circle of trust mailings out, you know, we do it, you know, with a lot of love because, you know, those members are, you know, basically family now, you know, like you said, you know, Yasmina is getting calls and emails from them all the time. And she's the, on the, she's like basically the one picking up the phone for them all the time. And they're, you know, a lot of times she knows who they are on a first name basis now. <laughs> She probably knows me, yeah. Well, I know she knows me. <laughs> uh, I, I've probably been a member for two, three years. I, I, I'm not sure, so I, I missed out on uh, all this because uh, some of the um, some of your titles physically are out of print now. I think um, I think the Banksy one. Um, I'm not. I, I don't have the list in front of me, but exit through the gift shop. You know what? We should have that in stock soon. Actually, yeah. All right. All right. And I saw the uh, Dear Zachary's coming back, um, so I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, so so you started doing this circle of quarantine, and so I this is going to go up pretty soon after, probably in a couple of days from when we're recording. But this is so we're right in the the beginning, hopefully not towards the end. But it kind of feels like we're still near the beginning of the um, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, and so. Circle, Circle of Quarantine is a dig, digital film subscription for $50 where people pay 10, or really get 10 titles from your library, uh, mostly from your library. I, I saw a couple titles were missing, like Columbus. I didn't see that on there. Um, yeah, there are some like Columbus where we were just on for the uh, DVD and Blu-ray distribution. Gotcha. So you can't do um, uh, streaming. So, and that's, do people own the films or are they, these aren't rentals or anything? They're, they're digital downloads. Nope. They're full HD digital downloads that you get to keep forever. Um, yeah, we just saw, um, uh, literally up until I, think, I guess middle of last week, uh, a couple people were going into the office to keep fulfilling orders, you know, sending out last minute. DVDs and blueish people, and we're like, well, now we can't do this, right? And how are we going to, you know, get these films out? And we know that the film sitting on the on the shelf is not making any money. And if nobody can go out and get them, you know, why don't we just offer them a download at a great price mm-hmm. that also helps people out? Um, uh, you know, it was a, in these sort of uh, emergency disaster situations, you know, people really feel the need to come together and help each other. So totally. we learned about this, um, like a GoFundMe page uh, called the Cinema Workers Solidarity Fund. And basically what that was is a fundraising effort for the hourly wage workers who are all laid off from the theaters in New York City. So we decided that 10 bucks from each of these circle of quarantine purchases, we're going to go to that fund help these people because you know at the end of the day digital downloads are great blue dvds blu-rays we love to get into a theater you know a crowded theater with a bunch of people 
And New York is our home. New York is the first place that we bring these movies most of the time. You know, nine times out of ten, if we're opening theatrically, it's in New York first. Of course, yeah. So we thought that it was just our little way to give back to, to that community um, of comrades, you know, that we feel need it now. Yeah, I think it's great. And I, I mentioned earlier that I'm on a, on the board at our R&D Theater. And so that's something we're reckoning. In fact, I shared that uh, the Cinema Workers Solidarity, Solidarity or Solidarity Fund um, with them just because, uh, you know, Im- immediately you go from showing, you know, three films a week to none a week. And you you can't uh, you can't have give people that take tickets and serve popcorn things to do right away. And and yeah, it's hitting a lot of people, but I think people don't realize the service workers and, of course, film is a big part of that. Would you? I saw you. Um, you have a lot of history working with different uh, film companies. Are, would you consider yourself like a cinephile film geek, or is this more of a job for you? I mean, it's more than a job for sure. I mean, I'm not going to say I have the, you know, most encyclopedic film knowledge. Um, <laughs> or that I'm even the biggest like film history geek and I haven't seen, you know, a million movies. Um, but I just love, them, you know, all genres. Any from the library that, uh, that, that just really jumped out at you? Do you have favorites or even some of the smaller films that didn't get uh, as much attention um, from, from this, from the oscilloscope library? Oh yeah. And I, and then that's going back to the circle of quarantine. I think that's a really great, um, sort of bonus mm-hmm. um, for the customers is that, you know, we give you for forty nine ninety nine you get 10 movies and they can be pretty much anything. It's like 99% of our catalog. So yeah, we've actually been today. We started sending out emails to our, our newsletter list uh, with staff picks. So we're going to do like one staff pick every couple of days. Oh, cool. Um, trying to highlight, you know, some of the little more little seen uh, films from our catalog. I mean, one of my favorites uh, was, I mean, Embrace of the Serpent, I wouldn't call that a little seen film. Um, but just before that came out. Right, right. Yeah, it was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just before that came out, we released a film called uh, Felix and Myra. Yeah. Um, a love story about a Hasidic woman who falls in love with a not Hasidic, more secular man. Um, you know, just a really subtle, sweet, understated drama. Yeah, we showed that at our uh, Jewish film festival. Uh, it got a great response. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Another one I really think that people should revisit, especially now, um, is uh, If a Tree Falls. Okay. Huge fan of of uh, that film. Um, a documentary about the Earth Liberation Front. These you know hardcore environmental activists who were charged and treated treated like by the government like the worst kind of terrorists. You know, um, hmm. really powerful story. Also nominated for uh, a documentary. Oscar. Oh, cool. I, I... Somehow I missed that one. That's usually I, I, those are the films I try to see the documentaries of that group. Yeah, definitely. Um, Terribly Happy is a really fun one. It's like a Coen Brothers esque uh, uh, film about a small town. Um, about a police officer from Copenhagen moves to like a small town, and all the townspeople sort of are a little bit quirky. And you know, it's funny. It's dark. It's. it's mm-hmm. And you have a lot of music documentaries too. Are, are there? Is that your? Do you have any any influence or um, say on the the programming or the curation? Or I mean, I guess we've been sort of known for the. I mean, obviously, we were founded by Adam Yauch, MCA from the Beast Boys. Sure. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. That's I didn't know that. So the the music, yeah. No. Oh man. Oh no. Uh, well, MC, MCA was the founder. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the music thing is like in our DNA. Um, that was, uh, when I was an intern, uh, shut up and play the hits was just coming out. Um, the LCD sound system or like final show documentary. Uh, that was a really, really big, Mm -hmm. um, big film. And then, you know, the La Tigra who took the bump most recently we did, um, the Avid brothers, yeah, yeah, I saw saw that one. 
documentary, May It Last, yeah, with, uh, you know, produced by Judd Apatow and directed by Mike Bonfizio. Or I think they both co-directed it. Um, yeah, I saw the uh, Shut Up and Play the Hits. It's a great music documentary, and it's fu- funny as I saw LCD Sound System about five years after that. <laughs> so uh, some some things, uh, some uh, breakups don't last forever. But um, and then, Yeah, exactly. It was our last show. We were going to make a whole movie about it, and then <laughs> they never made a second movie, though, you know? <laughs> They well, they're not done yet. They they might make a, another one. Their next their next final show, um, and then sometimes you have some some really weird films. And I think a lot of people really gravitate. So when I was asking people about the the, the titles on this list or just in your library that resonate, um, November came up um, from a lot of people. A lot of people love that movie, and I, I can't remember the just about to bring up November when you said weird, amazing films. Oh man. <laughs> love november yeah and cool i movie. couldn't explain it it is very cool yeah it's actually based it's actually based on a on like a on a, a well-known or not well-known i mean i guess as well-known <laughs> in certain circles um an actual fable in estonian history so it's sort of um classical fairy tale archetypes um and it sort of feels like that in the in the photography and the acting, you know. Oh, it's great. It's almost almost feels like an animated film. It kind of is actually, but it's uh, really creative. Uh, I haven't seen anything really like it at all in the last 10, 20 years. Um, and I know you have. So th- this is where we're kind of at an impasse with distribution. So yeah, I know you have about five films that are slated to come out. Um, and of course, we're talking a lot of home media and digital streaming, but you do theatrical as well, as you mentioned. So um, I don't know how you'll distribute these or if you've figured that out yet. But um, of the so I, I see The Infiltrators, Clementine, We Are Little Zombies, uh, 20th Century, uh, Martin Margiela, in his own words. So um, first off, I, mean, I guess briefly, do you have any plans or have you thought this through or... And would, would any of these films you'd highlight? Oh, uh, there's, I mean, we, I can't wait for these films to come out in one way or another. They're all really, really good. Um, the Infiltrators, uh, winner of multiple documentary awards. The 20th Century had such amazing press out of its Toronto premieres. Like, it's going to be like a November for you. Like, one of those visually fascinating movies that is like, almost has an animated feel. It has a very um, sort of, uh, early cinema vibe with like a lot of set construction and um, you know back paint backdrops paintings and things like that. Um, but for the short term, for right now, in the midst of this you know insanity, this uh, shutdown of any sort of theatrical planning, um, we have found a bit of a workaround actually. Uh, so we just released a few weeks ago, or about a month ago now. Um, St. Francis. Oh, really? A film that I love very dearly. Um, I don't know if you got got a chance to check it out. No. St. Francis is this uh, amazing, you know, sweet comedy drama um, about a thirty-something-year-old woman who kind of lacks a little direction in her life, and at the same time that she gets a, a much-needed job as a nanny for this very smart and sweet and cute and precocious six-year-old girl, she finds out that she's pregnant and she doesn't want to be pregnant. Um, and it's just a really beautiful, amazing film. And it opened really, really strongly at the Angelica Film Center in New York and was did really well at the Arclight in Los Angeles and was about to roll out to, you know, over a dozen new cities and really start its expansion in a big way when all the theaters are shut down. So what we, and we felt bad that, you know, that the theatrical was cut short and we really felt bad that these theaters, you know, had to close and they not only could they not show our film, but they couldn't show any films. Mm -hmm. So what we've been doing is partnering with these individual theaters that either were supposed to show the film you know, last week, two weeks ago, or we'll show the film, we'll have shown the film, I guess, in the future. Um, and we're offering 48-hour rentals to the local membership of the, those theaters uh, for the price of a movie ticket. 
That's awesome. So and and that helps the the theaters too. And and as I mentioned, I work with my my theater, yeah. so we're exploring uh, different distribution avenues um, like that. And and I think your next Blu-ray is when Lambs Become Lions, I believe that which actually played our festival last year. And I didn't I I didn't get to see it. I just uh, was was working it. So um, I, I got well. I, it was, that's why I, I, it played really, really well. It was very, very powerful to a lot of people. But I was volunteering, taking their tickets, and they they came out uh, uh, pretty pretty moved. So oh, wow. I'm looking forward to that one. You're in for a treat. Um, yeah, that movie gets compared so often to uh, like Hollywood thrillers. People say it, really? it reminds them of like a Michael Mann film. Huh. How incredibly you know beautiful the photography is, and how dramatic and captivating the the subjects are, you know, it's a real family crime drama that plays out in, as you know, as a documentary. It's insane. Yeah, that, that's uh, there's a lot of documentaries are kind of um, playing like narratives, kind of have that same suspense. So, um, and a lot of them are coming out on, on your your label. So, well, I know um, we kept you long enough. You didn't have a lot of time. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, so, just be safe. Uh, at some point, we'll you know when things settle down and see where we are. I'd love to have you back and we'll do another one of these. Absolutely. Anytime. Um, yeah, I'd even happy to do a part two. Um, if you'll have me back. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a bunch of stuff we could, we could keep going on about hours of stuff. Um, Um, yeah, but anyway, just be safe, you know, thank you for, you know, just being you. Thanks for helping theaters. I mean, it's really, you guys are just one of the coolest companies, and you sell, sell CBD as well, so um, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't sell them right now. You know, we can't get into the shop to oh. send them out if you order them, but uh, if you have a local CBD store and they're still selling CBD, we could all use a little relaxing, uh, a little bit of a relaxing edge right now. We've come full circle. It's uh, it's it's a good time to chill, and uh, it's not not easy to chill. So we we can find ways to uh, find our 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 chill methods. So thank you, Nick. We'll we'll talk again sometime. And uh, yeah, pre- again, appreciate what you're doing. And uh, yeah, be safe out there. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you guys too. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands, and don't hug people. <laughs> and don't go to concerts or the beach. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God! If there if there is a concert and the beach is open, then that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. But yeah, we, we'll, at some point we'll be able to hug it and shake and all that stuff again. But right now, let's just chill. Oh, it's going to be so great! You know, I just can't wait until people are able to go back to the movie theater again. And mm. you know, I really think that um, as as quickly as we need to pivot to a more home home video uh, strategy right now, you know, a lot of people. I mean, at least me, I think are going to really appreciate um, getting back into the theater with a lot of people. I think so too. And then this is something I think uh, I'd like to bookmark this and, and talk to you about next time. But I, I think this, this thing, this big thing is going to transform just uh, distribution, exhibition, uh, home and theatrical and kind of seeing where it plays out, I think is interesting, but I, yeah, I, those, those um, group communal experiences you can't really replace. So uh, that's, that's what we're missing, but we'll get them back. So again, uh, thanks again, and we'll um, we'll talk real soon. Thanks, Aaron. All right, and we are back, uh, back with good friend Michael Hutchins. Uh, been a long time since we talked on on this pod. How you been? I'm doing well. How are you, Aaron? I'm good. I'm good. Took a break. Came back refreshed, kind of. Well, all, all ready and all mentally mentally alert. Yeah, uh, we, as far as we can be during these these rough times. Yes. Yeah, circumstances were not uh, what I were what I was expecting, but um, yeah, I think two weeks ago none of us expected any of this. So true, true. But it is kind of refreshing to uh, you know hear from Nick. We just heard his segment and uh, and see that uh, the film is uh, uh, film distributors exhibitors. Uh, still going strong, still being creative. Uh, I just, just tonight I, I spoke with some of my, um, the people from my, the indie film that I'm, I'm involved with, uh, indie theater and they're being really creative. So, um, yeah, I think it actually, not that there's anything good about the virus, but it might turn out to be kind of a, um, uh, it, it might transform the industry in a good way. You know, once right. we get yeah, past it, this. It's, it's going to be different. We know that, mm-hmm. but at this point, 
we can we can hope for the best because it it will be different. Yeah. So and, and I just signed up for the uh, the digital film su- subscription and uh, and I'm also going to get the Saint Francis too. So I, I haven't had a chance to to watch that. But so I'm, I'm looking forward to picking out my ten films. And uh, one, what I thought we'd do uh, now that we have a little more time is I know that you're a member of the Circle of Trust and you've uh, uh, purchased or I guess not purchased but uh, selected a lot of films from the back catalog. Uh, and how long have you been a Circle of Trust member? It's been about at least two years because I know I'm on my I just uh, signed up for my fifth subscription. So wow, <laughs> uh, but I go through them quite often, and then you also get the ones that they release, uh, right. the titles they release, like maybe once every two or three months. Yeah, but, I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm a little behind on those. I, I have a couple waiting. I the uh, let's see, the proposal, Midnight Traveler, and uh, something else. I'm, I'm just... well. Uh, don't be a dick about it. Just came out. This oh yeah, week. yeah. Yes. Just I haven't watched that. Have you? Have you? No, I haven't. It's it's on the shelf along with my copy of Exit Through the Gift Shop. I heard you talk to Nick about how it was out of print. Well, uh, last week when I resigned with Yasmina, I asked her, "Can I still go back to the back catalog?" And I had noticed when I first signed up that that movie was out of print, but now it's available again. So yeah, Nick mentioned that. It. Yeah, um, he said it was coming back. So you got a Blu-ray edition. I did have the Blu-ray copy of it, yeah, oh, and nice. the digipack, nice. not the not the plastic blue case thing, you know. Right. So yeah. So nice I Blu-ray. I think I have a DVD version of that. I bought it when it came out because I really enjoyed the movie. So, um, so yeah, Oscilloscope are doing interesting things, and I and I like the way that uh, Nick summed up that this is basically this encompasses their tastes and uh, and from what I mean, you're familiar with their library. Do you think that they do have a certain vibe about them about their oh, library? N- it, you know, of course they do. It's just looking at the list of their films. It's obvious uh, from their choice of films. Of course, they there's different areas that they they kind of emphasize, and that's that's one of the things that drew drew me to them from the start, especially their emphasis on films by women directors, uh, documentaries, and of course foreign language films. It's their uh, they really cover you know my sweet spot as far as my my likes in cinema. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's certainly art house, but it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different art house distributors, but they're, uh, they're their own kind of flavor of art house. And I, I do like that, even though we're going to talk about a, a number of different films that aren't a lot alike each other, but they still fit within, um, within what you, you could see them as being a, a oscilloscope type of film. So, uh, without further ado, I, I've prepared a few recommendations just based on some of the films that I love. Do you want to just maybe alternate and talk about some? Yeah, we can do that. Since we've not each spoke to the other about what we chose, we may may have some actual overlap here. But let's okay. let's get to it. And that's even better. Uh, more yeah. of a recommendation. So, and uh, and the, the, mine, I, I just recommended films that were on the service. So there were a couple. I remember Columbus. Uh, it was, Columbus is one of my favorite films of the last decade. Uh, it's just such a striking film. So I would, um, if you get, if you want to buy the the Blu-ray, or it's, as Nick mentioned, they don't have streaming rights for that, so they can't uh, give that away through or give that away. They can't uh, distribute it through this uh, subscription. But highly recommend that. So do you want to kick it off? Oh yeah, let's let's start with. I'm going to go with spy number. So okay, all, of you, all right. Uh, all of you uh, Criterion fans should know uh, our affinity. To uh, to numbering things, so let's go start with number eighty six, and that's November, and this is a film that Nick also mentioned, and that was the, the first thing that popped in my head whenever you asked me about films I would want to recommend. Uh, in my choice uh, of the three films that that I chose, I chose one from each of their three, you know, uh, wheelhouses. Let's say, in this case, the foreign language film. Uh, this is a film from Estonia, directed by. Reiner Sarnet came out in 2017, and it's just uh, an amazing film. You know, the the black and white photography is just it's just otherworldly. Uh, it's uh, there's a glow to it, almost like a, a shimmer when you're watching it, and the transfer is spectacular. And uh, I'm I'm sure you've seen it as well, haven't you? Yeah, we talked about uh, it with yeah. uh, with Nick, and and it really is a special film, uh, Bonkers. I'll, I'll share it's on my list as well, so I'll, I'll just okay. uh, eliminate okay. that one. Uh, but uh, and and Nick also uh, recommended it, so uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. I I can't. And that's that's one of those films that just to put a, I mean, I think Nick did a decent job, uh, but you can't even really give a synopsis of the film. Um, it's 
and and I, I I didn't I went in blind had no idea what to expect but I was just enraptured it was just uh, a really special film film experience and you know we watch a lot of movies but and it's it feels like it's you know it's tough to catch us off guard but that one yeah that one got me very far off guard and yes. I, I loved it um, if I if I could try to describe it I would say it's almost like a mix of folklore and mm-hmm. magic realism with of course with touches of horror. But then you've got almost like a uh, a futuristic uh, uh, look to it, mm-hmm. and yeah. also you know. But there's there's just uh, something special about it, and of course it also deals with uh, with the plague, and and this is this oh, is, didn't this even is think about that. <laughs> this is something that I have uh, after I made my list. I looked at the list and said, oh my goodness, these things have something in common, and we'll speak we'll speak of it as we go to each of the films, but yes, and, and in this case, the plague is the Black Death, which is hovering over, you know, the, the entire story. Yeah, and uh, wow, so yeah, so maybe a little closer to home right now, but um, yes. but I, I, it's still a good movie. Well, I, what I did for my list is I went in alphabetical order, and, and by the way, I'll also share that we, we have some suggestions from the our community as well, and we'll get to those after we finish ours. Okay. Um, so alphabetically, just because I'm lazy, <laughs> I just went through uh, what they had available and picked it, picked them up. Uh, so my first one is probably not a surprise to uh, podcast listeners. I went with Hal, uh, the, the documentary mm-hmm. by Amy Scott about uh, Hal Ashby. Really enjoyed uh, uh, that interview with her uh, that we did last year. Um, I will share that that episode is offline at the moment. I'm going to move the feed over. I just got the Criterion Nows back online, so that's uh, one step at a time. But uh, I really, uh, if you haven't heard that episode, I, I think you'll enjoy hearing what Amy has to say. And I, I, and also, it's just the work of Hal Ashby is so remarkable and had such a great run in the, that 10-year span. So, And I, I on a, all this aside, I really thought for a filmmaker, it was really one of the better documentaries. I think it was better than the Bergman one. That came out. Uh, not that I'm comparing those two directors, but well, I, I agree with you. It was a better made documentary as far as getting to the heart of the work of Hal Ashby. And I think it got to the person as well. I think a little more yeah. effectively. It did a good job yeah. of uh, taking his, uh, his notes and, and uh, some of his writings and including that in the narrative. So, so what's your next one? The next one is number ninety, and it's called Summer 1993. It's a film from Spain. Uh, and uh, it's directed by Carla Simon, a Spanish director, came out in 2017. Uh, it's based in this rural area of Catalonia, which is in northern Spain. Uh, and it's, you know, it's been described as a coming of age story, which I have to kind of disagree mm. because, you know, how can a story that impos- that uh, about a six year old girl really be about coming of age? But it's about her having to leave her her home because of uh um, a tragedy in her life. Oh, yes. Sorry, did I spoil? Yeah. No. Well, it, it's that would that's what I was going to bring in about the fact about another film about a plague. Mm. In this case, it's AIDS, of course. And then this is in 1993, and uh, she goes out to the to the country to live with her her aunt, uncle, and her young cousin. And it's about her just uh, not coming of age, but just facing the reality of the world and the, mm-hmm. just how 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 harsh the world can be. And that's something from a six-year-old point of view, you have to, you know, really, uh, you have to take it to heart, you know. And of course, from my understanding is this was uh, semi-autobiographical on the, on the part of the director. She she wove, in, she wove in parts of her own story into the film. And it's uh, it's something that, that's just something special I think everyone should watch. Well, that's also on my list. So you're oh, saving okay. me some time, which is good. <laughs> that's fine. Uh and I, I agree. I, in fact, with the oscilloscope and, and, and being part of the circle of trust, I, I get a lot of discoveries and um, and films that you know you, you hear about, but I, I maybe not have seen otherwise. And and this is one of those. And I'd say this is probably the best surprise uh, for me. Um, I think it's one of the best. I, I like to think of some of the great films about children. Uh, there's numerous ones that we've talked about before, uh, and I, I love that genre of film. I think um, showing not just coming of age, but just childhood in general uh, is uh, right. really kind of kind of a special thing to capture on film, and so often it is autobiographical. People thinking about their own experiences or their own kids. It seems to be sort of a tenderness. It, it was almost uh, like like a narrative 
kind of verite. It was almost like you could see the kids in their environment a little bit and with their circumstances. So, um, so I found it profoundly moving, and uh, and yeah, I love that film. So good, good choice. Right. Well, you have to wonder sometimes whenever you have such a young performer, how much of it is actually the the director, you know, mm-hmm. kind of guiding the, the the performance, even though you know you're not learning lines, you're 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 actually just guiding this child to be who they are, and I think that maybe half the half the deal of choosing actors to be of course, child actors to play parts is that you have to choose the right child. In this case, it was, it was a perfect choice. Mm-hmm. I think, it, I think the child was true method. Uh, that, no, yes. <laughs> uh, so my next one is uh Ketty, which is a, uh, it's a cat movie. It's a, yep. uh, in fact, it's, uh, it's a, it's probably one of the best. I, it's not a big genre, <laughs> but uh, one <laughs> of the best uh, cat movies that I've ever seen. Uh, so, and you know, don't want to, I, I can't say a whole lot about it. It's just that, well, it, it is a cat movie and cats are cute, you know, but they're, you know, just go on the internet if you if you have any doubts, they're all over. Uh, but it also, it's it's a documentary and it also talks about a culture in a way through cats, which I, I thought was, uh, was sort of intriguing. So I'll just leave it at that. If you like cats, check out Ketty and... Um, oh yeah, yeah, I, I love this documentary. It's, you know, it's set in Istanbul, I believe. Yes, yeah, Turkey, uh, yeah. And it just, just these wild cats and mm-hmm. just... Just a documentary about cats, and I'm not a cat person, you know, but I just fell in love with this film. Yeah, it's heartwarming in a way. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, well, cats. Even if you're not a cat fan, I guess they're <laughs> they're they're fun to watch. They're interesting people. So, uh, people <laughs> beings. Uh, so, what's <laughs> what's your next one? Uh, my next film is number ninety three. It's a documentary, and it's called The King. Oh, good it one. It was uh, directed by Eugene Jarecki. I saw it in the theater. And I was, uh, I think this was one of the reasons why I signed up for Circle of Trust because it had just came out as one of the choices. Mm. So it, uh, the film came out in 2017, and it's uh, basically a documentary about the life and death of you know, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. But it's not really that. You know, right. when you think about <laughs> it, it's more, it's like a m- metaphor about the rise and fall of the American dream. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, and to tie it in with my other two films, it's also about another plague, which is late stage capitalism in the U.S., <laughs> <laughs> which will eventually kill us all one way or the other. Mm, maybe sooner way. than later. <laughs> yes. And so but uh, but it's uh, it focuses on the music, but also on uh, appro- misappropriation. Uh, it's about uh, identity, the southern identity, uh, taking into you know the different aspects of Elvis from you know from from his early roots in blues music and then country and then rock and roll and then all the way to the to the Vegas years, so it was uh, it was a great film to watch in the theater and when whenever I was uh, able to get it on on uh, disc I jumped on it. That's good. that's a good one. Uh, my next one is La Tessa, and I forget what that means what that stands for. I think it's uh, the taste or something like that. Uh, and that's a uh, Italian film. It's a drama with Juliette Binoche, who is has been in a lot of fantastic films. Oh yeah, I, I love think we, her. We all know her and all love her, and she's always amazing, uh, consistently amazing in everything she does. And this is uh, a film where it's 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 a I don't want to say slow paced drama, but it's a a character based drama, and it's with really her and her uh, relationship with the um, I guess uh, was it the girlfriend of her son and uh it's it actually turned out to, this was uh we, we launched a foreign series at our indie theater and this was the first film we sh- showed uh and before i knew it was oscilloscope i i watched it there and i was really taken by it um good good character relationships there's also some really creative uh cinematography and and there's i'm not a big fan of the band but there's um uh, an intro with uh music by the band xx that i, I thought really worked uh, mm-hmm. so so yeah, recommend that one. I've not seen it, so I'll I'll, I'll put that on my list right now. I've uh, as I told you, I had signed up, and so that may be one of the back titles I might want to just check out. Yeah, it's a good one. What's your next one, sir? Uh, well, that was that was my three right there. But uh, let me let me see. Uh, let me pull out another one. Here. I'm looking at my shelf. Oh, here's a fun one for you. It's called Relaxer. Oh, I've heard about that one. <laughs> I haven't haven't watched it. 
Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's strange. You know, it's 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 one of those films like almost like you would think something that Kevin Smith would have made made back in the '90s. Which it's no action. It takes place in one room. Everything is uh, uh, dialogue. You know, and it's it's about you know it starts off with two brothers who are always challenging each other, and then one of them challenges the other. Well, uh, you're going to sit here on this couch and not move. And that becomes the challenge. And so that's that's the that's the movie. But it goes it goes into this weird space. It goes, you know, the film takes place in nineteen ninety-nine. So you, you can imagine that this piece. all this these fears about, you know, Y two K and all that. So it all ties it together. But uh and it's got some, you know, pretty quirky uh uh, cameos, actors coming in and out, hmm. uh, especially one guy I can't think of his name now, but the, but it's an amazing scene. Just just that one scene, the way it's written and the way it's performed. So I, I would recommend that if you just want to have, watch a fun film, nothing deep, nothing nothing serious, but just uh, something to uh, enjoy. Well, I'll tell you what, I still have a few left, so I, maybe we'll just kind of balance these with stuff from the community, uh, although we, okay. we already have some overlaps. So uh, I, we already okay. talked about November. We talked about uh, summer 90, 1993. Um, and Nick and I talked about Shut Up and Play the Hits, which is uh, LCD S- Sound System's Farewell uh, Tour, which turned out to not be so much Farewell, but it's really a, a, one of my favorite concert films. Uh, and, you know, if you don't like the band, you don't like the band. Uh, and it's not just the concert it's also the the documentary in fact i if i recall i think there's a special feature with just the 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 um the concert itself i could be mistaken on that uh, which is even better i I have the the audio of that i I listen to it sometimes um and let's see uh josh recommended uh john McEnroe in the realm of perfection so i which i think is a very very interesting and an unusual sports documentary have you seen that yes it's it's very unusual and it's almost like a philosophical treatise you know yeah and so uh there there is some uh you really have to get into the groove of this film and uh it, and what what it's trying to say but uh you know it makes you think and that's mm-hmm. that's something that some some documentaries uh, uh do their best at yeah, one of the most soothing and relaxing and most visually pleasing documentaries about John McEnroe you'll ever find. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, so I have uh, The Love Witch, uh, which I think is, uh, is oh, yes. really, really a lot of fun. Uh, Anna Biller, I think, has become one of our uh, one of our modern auteurs. Uh, I think she's really has a creative voice or vision. Uh, and with this one, she... She's kind of going for the kitschy 50s, 60s, almost Cirquean kind of uh, melodrama a little mm-hmm. bit. But she uses a little sensuality uh, with the lead character. But in a way, not not in, a, in an exploitive manner, but more in a way to empower the uh, the, the lead in a, and in a really funny way. Um, but yeah. makes it a really strong female character. Yet, uh, yeah, so not the, not the type of characteristics you would expect from a a very uh, empowered female character, but uh, right. really a, a joy. Well, I think of it as kind of a, if Russ Meyer met John Waters, you know, <laughs> something like that. It's it's exploitive in uh in a in a a way where you know she's she's winking her eye. We know what yeah, she's doing. Completely. You know? Yeah. It's not like she does, she's not aware of what of how she how she's uh, the story she's telling. Yeah, and we've seen some other Annabellers on the uh, the channel, and that. Yeah, yeah and, and that's 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 what I uh, come to appreciate her more. I saw the Love Witch a few years back, and uh, I guess I just didn't get it at the time. But after seeing her back catalog, which is was almost the entire her entire back catalog was on the Criterion Channel, I was I was able to see her growth and then actually realize what she had done in in this her most recent film. Yeah, so another Josh recommendation is uh, Tell Them Anything You Want, and that's one I haven't seen. I think that's the Maurice Sendak documentary, isn't it? I've not seen that one either. It's That's that's a blind one for me. Yeah, it is. Uh, so that's uh, that, I think that one's going to go on my list. So, All right, well, the next one, uh, the next couple are going to be more auteur films. Uh, so this is a film that if you haven't seen, you have to see it. It's uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin by uh, Lynn Ramsey. And Lynn Ramsey, is, in my opinion, can do no wrong, uh, even if she, even if this type of genre is very different than uh, the rest of her work. Uh, it's more intense, more thriller, a uh, little violent. Um, 
uh, it's visceral, I'd say. Uh, yeah, and walking, uh, not walking Phoenix, that, that's you were never really here, but uh, Tilda uh, is, is really special. And um, yeah, it's a, I, I almost don't want to say too much about this one, but it's a, it's about a mother coming to grips with, um, with the mental stability of her, her son, uh, Kevin. So we need to talk about him. Yeah, I've, I've not seen it. It has been on my watch list, but uh, she can make some tough films. You know, after seeing mm-hmm. You Were Never Really Here, which is probably one of my best films of the year it came out, I, I, I was kind of surprised that, that she could, you know, come in from a female director that she could really speak so well or uh, make such tough films, sometimes with violence in it, as you, as you said. This but, one's uh, uh, the, the most violent. I can say oh, that unequivocally. Okay. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's really. Uh, in fact, I'd, I'd say, well, I, I really love love Morven Collar and Ratcatcher. So it's you really can't compare yeah. those two. They're they're just different. But I would say it's yeah. up there. Right. And let's see. There's there's more love for November, uh, and uh, so not surprising. Uh, another film that uh, that Brad mentioned was Embrace of the Spe- of the Serpent, which uh, oh yes, uh, yeah, that's so that's their Oscar um, nominee, right? Did, did it win? Yes, I don't believe so. That's, I believe yeah. it was on the short list, but I don't think it uh, actually made it. Yeah, I you think know? it was in, in fact, contention. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think two of our films, with well, the two films I mentioned, November and Summer 1993, were both. Uh, uh, the selection from their countries for the Oscar for foreign film, but neither one made the short list. But uh, but they they really have uh, Oscilloscope really knows how to pick these films. Mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. They do. And uh, let's see, is it my turn or uh, yeah, it's the community's turn? No, oh, no, no, it's my turn. Sorry. <laughs> so speaking of, I, I said I had some auteur films. So uh, Kelly Reichardt is somebody who's a fixture. I think. If not all of her films, just about all of her films. I think certain women is uh, is on Criterion, so they're yeah. They have certain women and Oh Joy and Oscilloscope oh, has her other that's right three. Plus, there's in between there. There's a movie called Night Watch, which was a studio film. I think her probably you know, highest uh, budgeted film, which was okay, but I, I don't think it really had any, much attention as far as the rest of her hmm. catalog goes. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. So uh, yeah. Oscilloscope, uh, get on it. Uh, yeah, so Wendy and Lucy, I think is uh, to me it's her best film, and, and I'd say it's between that and cer- certain women. Uh, but yeah. really, all, she's pretty consistently good. Um, one thing I think about Reichardt is often she's um, a slower cinema, and and I think that that probably some people would use that that moniker to describe this film. Although to me, I think compared to the rest of her work, it's a little faster paced and uh, kind of gripping. Um, Mm-hmm. And and yeah, you just fall in love with the characters. Of course, all of her characters have uh, challenging circumstances which they um, are trying to overcome. And I won't say whether they're successful or not. That's uh, that's why you watch. But uh, Wendy and Lucy, and it's it's really about a, a girl and her dog is essentially the the plot. So, and let's see what what do we have from the community? Um, we have Justin suggested it's a disaster, and I don't know that one. I don't either. Okay. Well, we'll move on from there. Uh, let's see. RJ suggested Brimstone and Glory. Uh, I don't know that one. I think it's about a festival, uh, like a something like Burning Man or something like that. I, I don't want to say definitely, but I believe that's a documentary. Okay. Well, I have one more, so I'll go ahead and come out with this one. Uh, mine is, my last one is Wild Combination, which is a documentary about Arthur Russell, mm. who is... Uh, so the one thing I, I, I like about Oscilloscope is with with their documentaries, even their music documentaries, is they kind of get these um, interesting geniuses. Uh, even, you know, I, I didn't like it as much as this film, but Jay itself is an interesting documentary with um, uh, sort of a twist. But um, Arthur Russell, it's uh, it, it's about a, a true genius who, um, who was uncompromising and... Uh, it's a very short and running time documentary, which I kind of like, but uh, but it, it packs a lot in there. And, uh, and yeah, highly recommend it. I think Arthur Russell, I don't get him as a musician. Um, I think one of those I respect, but I wouldn't go play his music. And I think that's kind of the, the point, is he he was not compromising. I, uh, I listened to some weird music, but, um, but yeah, he was anti-accessible. So um, 
interesting to kind of get in his head. And uh, yeah, well, he's a blind spot for me, so I'm not familiar with his work, but uh, sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, last recommendation is the Fitz, which I have. Um, I have that. I blind bought that, and it's been on my queue uh, on various streaming platforms. But I've yet to watch it. It's one of those I should watch. So, have, have you seen that? Oh yes, and you should watch it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, one of those films from a, a, a female director, and she really speaks towards. And this is an actual, more closely, uh, coming of age film. It's about these uh, young girls in this. Uh, cheer class they're that whether they're, they're a hmm. cheer group and uh and about a strange um let's say something is happening to them and then how each of them uh kind of relates to this situation and how it's almost like a it's almost contagious <laughs> this uh this situation uh that spreads among these the, the girls in this group but uh yeah i i do recommend it Okay. Yeah, I'll have to. Um, I have to finally watch that. That one got a lot of uh, indie buzz when it came out. Yes. One of those talked about films. It, it might have been uh, nominated or won some awards, but uh, but I, I it, it passed me by at the moment, so it's been sitting. Um, I, I also uh, Nick mentioned that they were doing uh, recommendations, so they recommended The Wonders by um, uh, Alice. Is it Rohrwacker something? Uh, War. Warwalker, I believe. <laughs> Something with it's it's it sounds like it's a like German that. name, but she's Italian. Yeah, yeah. So she did Happy as Lazaro, so she yes. got some acclaim. Uh, was it last year for yes. that one? Uh, so that's one I, I haven't seen it, but I I think that's probably going to be one I'll add to my my digital list. Yes, it's it's a good one. I recommend that. Yeah, and then Madeline's Madeline was one that was really interesting, kind of performance art, but you so that that's the kind of film that to me screams oscilloscope. You know. Yes. And even has Miranda July in it. So that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that 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 qualifies it as uh, as performance art. Performance art, yeah. So and then there was searching for Ingmar Bergman, and I don't want to I don't want to hate on uh, anything about Bergman, but compared to other Bergman documentaries, that wasn't my favorite. But I I still because I love uh, Bergman, I still appreciated it. Uh, did you? Uh, we already kind of talked about it briefly. Yeah, I I have it, but that is one I passed up. I I mean, I have it on my shelf right now, but I've not watched it yet. Okay. And just looking down, they have yeah, there, there's a lot. Uh, so, I, I would say that their consistency is pretty strong. I haven't seen a movie that I've considered poor, you know, bad, or even close to that. Uh, so they're always really watchable, usually enjoyable. Uh, you know, as any art film, indie art film is uh, can be. Uh, not as depressing as a, a lot of our criterions, although, you know, occasionally. So, yeah, uh, uh, oscilloscope. So uh, this has been fun, and it was fun talking to Nick as well. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about the label? or what? I just have to recommend it to anyone who really uh, is, has an open mind about uh, this company and what they stand for and what they're putting out there. And it's a great bargain when you think about it, $10 per film for a disc, and many of them have uh, have uh, commentaries. They have uh, special uh, supplements. So uh, you're getting a lot for your money. Even if you get a film you don't really particularly like, you're going to find it uh, well put together, well packaged, and uh, just a uh, something that that you should uh, think about. And and also you just. A company is a company, and I think this one's a relatively small company. They they list their employees on their website, um, but uh, they do have a personality, and that's one thing I, I enjoyed uh, talking to Nick about, and and their and how he said, you know, they're not afraid to be who they who they are, and I I, I like that they're they're comfortable um, in their own skin, so to speak, uh, to uh, yeah. to anthropomorphize. Put it put it out there. Yeah, that's yeah. how you feel. Don't don't be shy. You know, this is corporate America, and a lot of times it's comes down to the bottom line. In this case, these people are putting out films from their heart, you know, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, their decisions may not be just about the money. Sometimes it's like they, uh, they want, they want, they have a message and sometimes, you know, you can agree with it or not, mm -hmm. but that's what makes it, you know, a personal company, you know, shout out to Yasmina. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I mentioned a Nick. Yeah. Um, and, and their heart is in the right place. I, I think so when I, if I'm going to anthropomorphize, 
Promorphi is the collective company. I would say that they're the type of pe- people, they're, they're the person I'd want to have a beer with uh, because yeah. they're they're funny, they're uh, outgoing, and they're very, very generous and supportive. So they, with this initiative, they are giving back to the Cinema right. Worker Solidarity Fund. I'll put a link in the show notes to that in case anybody wants to support it. And, uh, you know, partially for their own trying to figure out this distribution during this crisis, uh, you know, the, but the St. Francis is a, really a great idea. So they're... They're uh, sharing that film with theaters, and having seen the other side of that, we appreciate it. You know, any anything you can give us to um, to uh, not, not even just generate revenue, which of course is important for a theater, but to generate content interest to keep the membership engaged. So, and and uh, Saint Francis looks like a really intriguing film, so I, I can't wait to see it. So I'll put all the links in the notes. Uh, recommend that you. Um, uh, if you if you don't do Circle of Trust, which and if you do, it's probably going to be a little bit of a delay because of their shipping situation. If you haven't paid attention, um, New York's in a little bit bit of a bind right now, and they are a New York based company. So yeah, I think the Circle of Quarantine is a, a good thing to keep a kind of, kind of hold us over. And I understand a lot of them are working from home, so um, I'm glad they're being safe and not spreading the virus around. And I look forward to supporting them for uh, many years to come. Yes. They're, they're a company you need to give money to, put yeah. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Point blank, give them money. Yeah. So, yeah. and I just did. All right, Michael, thanks again for joining. And uh, this is the uh, end of the inaugural episode of uh, Oscilloscope Now. Uh, we'll have uh, Nick and maybe some other people back in the future. We'll do this again. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Thanks Michael. for having me. Mm-hmm.